Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Avery Howard here with Damon Benning. We're here to give you Nebraska-Minnesota preview. We'll do this every single week. We'll give you a preview. And then after the game, following week, we'll have a recap for you. It's finally game week. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited. Yeah? Talking season is officially over. Yeah. Outside and of this insight we're going to provide. Right. Well, you've been on this stage almost every morning for the last nine months since Matt Rule's been hired. Seems like every aspect of this team and this staff has been broken down. When you look back to November, when trying to get comfortable with Coach Rule and how he was going to do things, to where you are right now, we're two days away from game day. What's caught your attention the absolute most that makes you excited for Thursday? Yeah, I think the consistency of the message. Right. He's he's obviously come in with a plan and, and sometimes people do. And I think the execution or the actual protocol of it can sometimes get away in the day to day because it, it can come across as repetitive or some people may say mundane or boring. But I think the cool thing for Coach Rule and this staff is that it's been all about the consistency of the message, the day-by-day, day, the, 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 the 1% better each day. Am I better yesterday than I was today? What's my 70% like? Be available. Keep showing up. Or it's just I think the players repeat it. They say it. And it's kind of gone from a slogan to a lifestyle. Yeah. It, it appears like they, they truly just attack it one day at a time. We just heard Coach White yesterday yep. in the presser, right? Yep. He said, yep. we're not to Minnesota yet. The right. game's two days away. Yep. He said, the Minnesota games mean, means nothing right now. It's all about getting better today. I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed by that because I think it's 100% accurate. Yeah, I want to tack on to that because I've been at these practices in the spring and now this fall camp and, and the, real, the recaps that I do. I include a lot of the coaching points that I hear, and I think that's just because of player perspective. I like to know the why and to why we do everything as I, a player. I actually think that's what makes you really good at those. That's what I'm kind of drawn towards too because that, that's important yeah. to me, right, Yeah. The, the why. Yeah, and I think we've heard this coaching staff say we're not just going to do things to do things. We're going to understand why. And I've had a little bit of feedback of people that appreciate that, but a lot of people have also said that's just basic coaching. That's not that big of a deal. I think when we – pull back the layer a little bit though like why has that basic coaching being so consistent been so crucial for this team and where they're at right now I think because it fills a void 
right? It's something that we're not accustomed to. I can agree a little bit with the sentiment, well, yeah, that's just what good coaches do. But I just think for folks to say it out loud and to kind of let us in behind the scenes. And then let's be honest, it's things that we aren't accustomed to hearing out loud. And so I think we, we, we kind of gravitate towards that and we're drawn to it. And I think it's ultra important when you're trying to set a culture. Um, you know, I always kind of liken the analogy to scrambled eggs. If you like a certain consistency, there's a method to the madness, whether it's the heating temperature, how long you let them sit before you even mess with them with the spatula or whatever it is that you cook with. Like there's a, there's a methodology to get to the finished product. I know it's just scrambled eggs, i.e. just culture, but there's still a methodology to it that I think is pretty important. Right. And now that we're at game one, talking this Minnesota matchup, Minnesota is projected to win seven and a half point spread. It's a 60-30 percentage when you look on ESPN right now. But I don't know, maybe it's due to the the change, so much change in Nebraska. Maybe it's the four straight wins they have against Nebraska. But when it comes to the on-field matchup, Minnesota does have its fair you know, fair. Uh, share of changes too from quarterback position no Mo back there in the running back position notable changes on defense secondary where do you find the advantages maybe on the Nebraska side that people aren't considering right now so I think uh, there's a couple things number one Minnesota replacing um, some offensive linemen and without the consistency of a proven runner right transferring crooms and I think he'll shoulder the load for Minnesota Um, So I think that's interesting. I also think that the strength of this Minnesota team is in the receiving core and at the quarterback spot. So will that be counterproductive to how Coach Fleck has liked to run his program, which has been ground and pound? And and, And where I think that shows up is the secondary is the strength of Nebraska's defense, at least early on in fall camp, where I think they have a ton of versatility um, with where guys can play and how they can play it. And with a 3-3-5, it's, it's, it's built on confusion. So with so many new faces and new places in Minneapolis, I think that can actually work to Nebraska's advantage because of how Nebraska has grown into this scheme under a first-year coach in Tony White. But they seem to be very comfortable playing it. Right, and depth chart came out last week. Were there any immediate reactions that shocked you, or are there matchups now that you see seeing this chart that immediately catch your eye? Yeah, so the versatility in the secondary, I think, is is pretty big, right, with Deshaun Singleton and Omar Brown and Gifford. Um, Tommy Hill can, can play a couple of different positions. I like that flexibility. They're loaded at the jack spot, mm-hmm. um, which gives them – I mean, if Jamari Butler was healthy, he actually could probably be starting. So to see the way that that jack position is his blossom with Chief Borders and MJ Sherman, I like that. And I also think I'm a little surprised. I, I think they can play five or six defensive linemen, which I would not have guessed going into spring ball, but the emergence of Blaze Gunnarsson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kai Wallen gives them some depth. They've gotten some good help from Cam Lenart. Uh, they'll play Ty Robinson and Ash together. Mm-hmm. I I think the, at least on paper, the surprise depth that the D line could be a strength. Yeah, I want to stay right there because with your sit down with Coach, 
he'd mentioned there'd been so much focus on the offense and for obvious reasons you know I have a, a, a deep running back room a new quarterback a lot of attention there but he said it's kind of surprising how I feel like people should actually be focused on our defense yeah. right he wants to establish that identity again for a school and a program that he understands we all understand um, defensive dominance has been that identity when you look at game one I know it's early but what will be signs of progress from maybe the defense we've seen in the past few years, and especially the way this staff has talked about this defense right now? It's a fantastic question. So I think it's two things. Number one, this sounds super elementary, but getting lined up correctly. Take a look at Nebraska defensively pre-snap. There'll be a ton of movement. How much communication is there? Uh, and are guys lined up correctly? If if that's the f- case, it's alignment assignment technique. You have to get aligned up correctly mm-hmm. before you can understand what your assignment is. So I'd look for that. And then what they've been really good at this offseason in camp, and I don't know if this is a product of the offense they're going against or is this real because they're talented, they really rally to the football. Uh, they they get 10 helmets to the ball. I, I say 10 and not 11 because they usually have a cutback player who is kind of backside looking for big plays like counter boots or reverse. But they get helmets to the ball. And I think if they can do that, it you put yourself in good positions to be able to get takeaways. right? You're not hoping for a turnover. You're going to try to generate a takeaway. They're two different things, and it starts with multiple people in position. I think that'll be a key for this defense. One of the important things we've already touched on here is that common language. Obviously, Coach Rule, when you're set down, he said that, you know, we're going to teach them all fall camp. We're going to teach them all summer. And then when we get to the games, we're going to cut them loose. Tony White said the exact same thing yesterday. He's like, there's no point really in putting any more install in. He's like, we're going to trust them. As a player who's, you know, played college ball yourself, how how exciting is it to hear a coach say that? And maybe is there a little bit of fear with a new coaching staff that you haven't had an organized game with being like, okay, they're going to kind of let us take this over. We've got to trust what they've given us. Does that excite you or does that scare you a little bit? I'd be excited. It's freeing, right? Because there's two things that happen. Number one, I know they trust me, right? So they know that they've done a good enough job with the game plan and getting prepared and the philosophies on offense and defense that, okay, they're confident in them, and in turn it instills confidence in me. And the other thing, I think the natural byproduct of that is ownership, mm-hmm. right? Y- you get to own something. That I just think it's, it's human nature. The more skin you have in the game, the more responsible and accountable you like to be. And when they're turning the keys over to you and saying, okay, listen, Thursday night's when you get to go invest all those deposits you've been putting in the bank you get to go spend a little bit of money uh, or on Saturdays on a traditional game day that's pretty empowering and I and I think those guys are ready to cut it loose it's been a long camp a long grind and you're to the point now where you're just ready to see a different color jersey yeah, and I think those guys were excited to see kind of cut loose as that running back position a little bit. Deep room, Gabe Irvin, Jr., Ramir Johnson, Anthony Grant, Emmett Johnson. Every single time we've heard them speak, they don't really talk about themselves ever. Yeah. They're kind of talking about how this is going to be a dominance by the room, how it's going to be once you get one of us out of the game, another one comes right in. You know, we've ha- you know Gabe Irvin hurt. AG, it seems like we're kind of waiting for that explosiveness mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Same from Amir yeah. Johnson. We've seen taste of it, but not the full show, it feels like. Um, and Gabe Irvin Jr.'s words, it's going to be a show. So I think that excites a lot of people. But how do you see that position and the fullback position really hopefully changing the dynamic of this offense? Yeah, so, th- you know, that's a 
that's an interesting question because as a for I like the running back room. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with the running Kay. back room. So I may be a little bit different than most. It could just be because I'm a tough critic. Uh, maybe I'm just insecure and I don't, you know, no, it's not that. <laughs> um, I, I, They're kind of in prove it mode for yep. me, right? Yep. I've seen flashes of mm-hmm. Gabe Irvin, but I haven't seen it put together. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen flashes of Anthony Grant. I haven't seen it all put together. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Ramir Johnson fan of coming out of high school. Loved his tape, you know, big boy high school. And here comes Emmett Johnson. So I think the best thing about the running back room is I'm not so sure that there's a huge difference between one and four. Mm-hmm. So I like that, yeah. right, the the consistency of the group and their overall talent. I just don't know what the high end yield is yet. Right. So that's kind of in – I'm in wait-and-see mode. That's probably the second position I'm the most interested in. Wide receivers first, running back second. And that's ahead of O-line and quarterback play. I think I kind of know what I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. With the fullbacks, now that excites me. They have a lot of range and a ton of versatility. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Barrett Liebentritt guy. Um, Known him since he's been a youngin, so I'm excited. He's a tough guy, and I think he's got a lot of ability. Janarian Bonner. A lot of versatility, can do multiple different things from that position. You may see Borkature line up at that fullback spot. You could see a Luke Lindenmeyer uh, line up at that spot. I just, I like that position as a whole, and I like the fact that the offense, I hope, with like fullback run game and good inside run game, plays to their strengths. That group, I, I, that group excites me. How quickly do you see think we see a fullback in this game on Thursday? Well, I hope it's the opening play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I'd like to mm-hmm. see some sort of fullback dive, roll, trap. You're just because there's there's something about that style. And it's not just because I'm like, get off my lawn. But I just think when defenses have learned to play the way that they do in 2023 in space and pace and, and kind of that underbelly can be a little soft. And I think if Nebraska can chip away with some body blows, it not only instills confidence in their offensive line, but it allows them to run the ball downhill. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of these defenses are built to, to play laterally. They're not built to play 3D like in your kitchen. So that fullback run game and, and downhill run game, I think, could be a huge advantage. Last few things here. Jeff Sims, quarterback position, a lot of high praise about him so far, it seems like, through camp. Saw something the other day talking about how as much as he's been a dual threat quarterback, and that's how you know we're excited to use him. A lot of people think he's a great runner, which he is, but we're really excited to use that arm that he has with the wide receiver room that you're excited about. How do you see the offense changing with you know Billy Kemp in that slot position, Alex Bolock, a player we're all hearing a ton about getting that starting position, IGC now. How do you see those three connecting that- with the arm of – Jeff Sims. So that's that's the that's the thing to watch because I think in a game like this where some would consider it a I think Nebraska fans a 50-50 game. You mentioned kind of the odds, you know, 60-40. So mm-hmm. there's a little back and forth there. Mm-hmm. There's five or six plays that the quarterback's got to make to play winning football, especially with games on the road where you have to make a good throw, good catch, or maybe extend a drive with your legs. Those are the things that I'm that I'm focused on because for the most part it's a little bit of an inexperienced group. We've seen flashes from IGC, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen it 
over the course of a year. Kemp's obviously changing conferences, but fairly proven. He's mm -hmm. supremely confident. Yeah. So I, I don't worry so much about whether he believes he can do it or not. Mm -hmm. And Bullock's in a new role. Yeah. Um, now, he drilled us in high school, so I know he can play. He's a great athlete, a two-hand dunker, and can <laughs> high-point balls. and He's explosive. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that's the, that's the key, I think. Can we make the key pitch and catch on a, on a key third down to move the chains? And will Sims, who the bulk of his quality quarterback runs have come via the scramble, mm -hmm. can he do it in the, a design, design quarterback yeah. run system right. where, you know, if he carries the ball six, seven times but with design runs, mm -hmm. Can he keep defenses honest? That that will be kind of the key for him. I know he's a good athlete, but even at Georgia Tech, the bulk of his big plays came off of scrambles. It's a little bit different in the design run game, mm -hmm. but having two backs in the backfield, I think, gives them a true triple look if they want it. That could really play to his strengths. Last thing this morning, you said you were cautiously confident and excited. What part makes the cautious Mix in with the excited there. So I think I don't know where Nebraska is emotionally, right? It's the first game on the road, new staff. Um, P.J. Fleck has had a tremendous amount of success against Nebraska. Um, I, I don't want them to, to be fearful of the opportunity. I want them to embrace the opportunity, right? Pressure is a privilege. And so that's a little bit of an unknown for me because the history with some of these guys has not been um, – getting off to good starts and, and being able to sustain. So that's the cautious part of me. Has the staff instilled enough from a cultural standpoint to correct some repetitive behaviors that they've had in the past? That's the part I'm unsure of. Um, why am I optimistic? Because I think they're going to let it all hang out. I think they're going to play fast. I think they're going to play free. And I think the coaches understand that this is their time so they'll give them that sense of ownership. That part excites me. Well, there you have it. There's your preview for Minnesota this Thursday. Catch us next week as we'll have your recap after we see what happens. A Herd at Sports Network production.